Barbara took it in her free hand and nibbled at it. The warmth, taste and texture of a full English breakfast filled her mouth. This morning, though, there was something else. Brown sauce, said Vicky. Ian said you liked it, so I added it to the programme. It took ever so long. Thanks, said Barbara. It's nothing, said Vicky. Anyway, you'd better get dressed and come to the control room. The doctor has something to show you. He's ever so excited about it, you can't imagine. What is it? Barbara asked. But in response, Vicky had only recited part of a poem about Lady Chatterley's lover and the Beatles' first LP that she hadn't recognised. In any case, she wasn't sure it was the sort of thing girls of Vicky's age should know by heart. Barbara finished her breakfast, washed, put on her Capri pants and pullover, and headed for the control room. The doctor and Vicky were waiting for her there. They exchanged a mischievous glance as she came in. It sometimes seemed to her that she saw the spark of a younger man in the doctor's eyes, whilst Vicky was the most precocious young lady she'd ever met. Perhaps, in some way, that made them equals. So... What's this surprise? Barbara asked. One moment, said the doctor. We're waiting for Chatterton. Good morning, doctor, said Ian, as he walked in a moment later. Barbara, Victoria. Vicky, said Vicky, irritably. Why don't you like to be called by your full name? I thought it was polite. I keep telling you, Vicky is my full name. How good of you to join us, said the doctor. My friends, I have something very special to announce. He turned to Vicky and whispered loudly, Go on. Vicky leaned forward and hit the button that operated the scanner. The doctor had helpfully labelled it earlier with a thick black marker pen. The screen hummed into life, revealing a grand building made of grey stone. Its entrance was flanked by pillars and topped with a small dome. That's the National Gallery, Barbara exclaimed. The doctor gripped his lapels and looked at her and Ian proudly. Mr. Chesterton and Miss Wright, might I be the first to welcome you to London on the 23rd of November, 1963? Barbara made her way down towards the embankment. Progress was slow, as she had to weave around the figures caught in mid-stride on the pavement. Finally, she overcame her inhibitions and walked in the middle of the road, between the stationary vehicles. She glanced occasionally at the occupants. One car held a young couple. The woman, with her arms folded anxiously across her rounded belly, the man gripping the wheel tightly. His mouth was open and he was frowning slightly. Barbara guessed that he had been offering his wife words of reassurance just at the time that he was frozen. She felt tense, expectant, as if at any moment the cars would begin to move again, the whole bustle and chatter of London life erupt around her. When she reached the river, she headed towards the Houses of Parliament. On the clock face of Big Ben, the hand stood immobile at exactly quarter past one. Instinctively, she glanced at her own watch. But its second hand 
continued to move. Her own arbitrary measurement of day and night, hours and minutes, was ticking away. Barbara! A voice shouted. It carried perfectly in the stillness of the day. She found it difficult to determine exactly where it came from. Barbara! She glanced up at Westminster Bridge. The traffic and people were as immobile as everywhere else in the city. Barbara! Down here! Barbara looked down. Halfway across the river stood Ian, waving his arms. He was walking on the water. Doctor's initial pride at having successfully returned them to their own time had quickly turned to panic when the passers-by and flocks of pigeons.